Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Welcome back, my friend. This is episode 122.5, the Friday Faith Follow-Up, and we are going to continue our look at problem-solving skills. This is um, getting toward the end of our series into Proverbs chapter 14 and how to be wise women building up our homes. And part of that wisdom comes down to recognizing when things are getting a little bit off track figuring out why it's happening and what to do about it, and then making that change, solving that problem. And we talked about it more um, specifically in Tuesday's episode, the five steps for problem solving from the moment you realize, maybe there's a problem I need to solve all the way through um, how to figure out what's going on, assess things and, and come up with a plan. So we talked through all of that on Tuesday. And I recommended as well on Tuesday that you grab a free ebook that we just launched from Love Your People Well that walks you through these same five steps, but with with more detail and with a lot of personal worksheets for each step of the process to help you really apply it to your family, whatever's going on in your household. And so that is definitely a resource that's going to help you as you're thinking about problem solving. So that free ebook is called Building Your Mom Toolbox. Help your family get out of the rut and reconnect. And you can find that over at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash tools. Totally free. That's going to be a great resource for you. But what we're going to look at today is we're really going to zoom in on the third step of the problem solving method that I talked about on Tuesday. And that third step spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to it yet, (laughs) the third step is brainstorming. And not just like, oh, here's a few ideas that I could try to solve this problem, but really trying to brainstorm as many ideas as you can. You're not judging them. You're not even evaluating them. Like, put the impossible on the list. That is totally fine. Because the more ideas you get on paper, before you judge them and evaluate them and decide, oh, this would work. Eh, I don't know about this. Oh, maybe that's a better idea than this one. Before any of that, you want to get as many ideas as you can because that's really going to get the creative juices flowing and you never know what crazy, weird idea when you sit down and look at it later is going to, you're going to say, oh, actually, you know, maybe that's not 100% of the plan, but it's a lot closer than I thought I was going to get. You don't know what incredible things can come out of that type of brainstorming. And so today, uh, we're not going to walk through the whole brainstorming process. That would be next to impossible because I don't know your family. I don't know the specific struggles that you are facing. We talked about some common examples in our main episode this week, but today, I just want to share a few ideas of what might 
pop up on this type of a brainstorm list. So if you are in the situation where you've kind of realized things are off track for your family, that might be a really big issue, that might be kind of a small just pattern in your daily rhythm or the family dynamics that, you know, it's not horrible, but you don't love it. And you want things to change, to go in a different direction, to um, you want to get deeper or stronger in those relationships. These are just six small things that all of us can do that are going to help our family relationships. And I want this to just um, paint a little bit of a picture of some of the ideas that I have in mind when I talk about that power of brainstorming. Because those might be big ideas, they might be small ideas. <laughs> the goal is get as many ideas out there as you can. And in that free ebook that I mentioned, I have a list in that section on brainstorming, I think of 20 ideas that can kind of get you started, you know, get that ball rolling, get your creative juices flowing. And so some of the ideas on there are big and some are small, <laughs> but there are a few that are very helpful for every single family. I don't care what problem you're facing. And maybe you're even in a season where you're looking around thinking, nope, things are pretty good. I don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> like I'm happy with where we're at. These are still six small things that are going to bless your family life if you're not already doing them to add them in. And so I just want to share a few of these ideas. I don't want you to think, well, if I'm only doing these six ideas, then whoop, I can check that box. My family is going to be happy. Life is more complicated than that. We all know life is more complicated than that. But I do want to uh, paint a picture of what I'm thinking of when I think about brainstorming ideas to solve some of these problems, get your family back on track, um, and just very realistic things that would help every single one of our families, mine included. So let's start with the first one. The first idea here is to practice hard conversations ahead of time. Now this might be particularly helpful if maybe your family problem comes down to conflict or miscommunication or um, some area of emotions that are difficult. Your toddler's having a lot of tantrums or you are losing your cool all the time with your preteen or, you know, or whatever it is. If you're struggling in any area with communication or emotions or things like that, well, one idea that might pop onto that brainstorm list is to start practicing hard conversations ahead of time. Now, of course, you don't always know when a hard conversation is going to come, but you're the mom, you're the wife, you probably initiate at least some of those conversations. And you're going to feel more confident about what you're going to say in the moment. You're going to be able to say it a little more kindly and gently if you've prepared ahead of time for what is it I need to say? Why do I think this is hard? Um, how might they react? You know, as you practice that, it's going to make the actual conversation go better. My second idea here, a small thing that you can do every single day to boost your family relationships is to ask your people, how can you be praying for them? And then actually pray for them. If you have a prayer list that you keep by your Bible and that's what you pull out during your prayer time, let them see you write down their prayer request on that list. 
or, um, you know, jot it on a note card or just, just pause in the moment and pray with them at the kitchen table, um, in the car, wherever you are. But taking that little bit of effort to ask them, how can I specifically be praying for you today? What's going on in your life that I can pray for you with? And then actually pray. And we already have several episodes here on the show around the power of prayer. I will link to those um, if you want to look over at the blog, because all of these episodes pop up on the blog at loveyourpeoplewell.com. We had one just earlier this year. I think it was back in January of 2023. Don't have the number right in front of me. Yes, I do. It's 112. (laughs) The incredible power of becoming a woman of prayer. But this is a great way to solve some big problems in your life. Like you're thinking about an idea, you you don't even want to put it on your brainstorm list because it's just too big, it's too impossible. We'll talk about an area for prayer because the Lord can do things we think are completely impossible. But that is my second idea here. The third small thing we can do every day Um, circles back to those emotions. Because a lot of times when you're realizing, oh, we're kind of stuck in a rut, we're not really connecting right now as a family, emotions are playing a role in that. And so my third idea here is when you, now this is you, when you are getting angry, or even if you notice someone else might be getting angry, stop the conversation and ask for a break so that everybody can cool down. I don't mean that you're going to say, honey, it looks like you're getting angry. How about we take a break so you can go cool down? You don't want to say the word you. You want to say the word I. Honey, I think I need a break so that we can cool down. It doesn't matter if he's the one that's angry and you're not, which let's just put a little asterisk there. You're probably at least a little bit annoyed, (laughs) maybe even frustrated, maybe even angry and you haven't realized it yet. So just as much as possible, if you notice emotions are getting high, whether it's your emotion or anyone else's, you take the high road, you ask for the break so that you can cool down and then reconnect as soon as you can. You don't want this to be at all blaming. You just want to ask for a little bit of a break, a little bit of time so that everyone's emotions can cool down. And trust me, as a counselor, when I say it's going to go a lot better if you say I need a break than if you say you need a break. All right, so that is a small tip. However often it happens that emotions are part of the problem, this should show up on your brainstorm list as something you can work on. How do we change that dynamic as soon as I notice emotions are getting high? Stop the conversation, walk away, take a break. You don't want to just literally walk away. You want to tell them why. You want to use that time to cool down. And then you want to finish the conversation. You have to come back together at the end of it. Tip number four here, very small thing, very doable for every single one of us. And it will help any problem in your family life. I'm not saying it'll magically solve it, but it will help. Is to give a specific compliment to every family member every day. And if that feels hard, like, because, I mean, I know there are seasons in life where that might feel really hard, where you are in such a negative place 
with yourself or with your husband or with one of your kids that you can't think of very many specific compliments. If that's you, make a list ahead of time. And then every day you check something off that list and you say it out loud to them. But this will help your family relationships. So this is the type of idea I'm talking about where whatever your problem is, whatever it is you're trying to work on in your family, this idea could show up on that brainstorm list and it would be helpful. It may not be this very specific connection. We're going from point A to point Z. How is this going to get us there? It's going to move you closer toward intimacy, closer toward a positive atmosphere in your home, and therefore it will help. Number five is um, to notice, now again, this is for you. You can't control this for anyone else in your household, but notice anytime that you start grumbling in your head or out loud, either way, and hit the stop button, confess it to God and bite your tongue. That will help any problem that you're trying to solve in your family. And I don't offer that suggestion to to say that you are the problem, but I say it that way because you can only control yourself. If your daughter is grumbling all day long, you could ask her to stop. You could pray about that together. You could wish that she would bite her tongue. You can punish her and give her some consequences when she does not bite her tongue, but you can't actually bite her tongue for her. Like that is not possible. But as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone in your household. So notice when you start grumbling and stop it, confess it, and bite your tongue. (laughs) Say something different or don't say anything at all. And number six, again, just a few small ways that you can boost your family relationships every single day is to stop using the phrases, you never or you always. The only time, the only exception to this is if it is 100% positive. So if that specific compliment that you might want to give your husband is, honey, you always are so thoughtful. Okay, yeah, you can say that (laughs) because it is 100% a compliment. If you're going to follow it up by saying, honey, you always are so thoughtful, except for today when you blah, 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 blah. Mm, Nope. Stop using that phrase unless it is 100% positive because that's typically not how we use these phrases. So just remove them from your vocabulary. Do not ever say you never and do not ever say you always. There's a lot of reasons why stopping those phrases would help your family life. I'm not going to go into all the details. I'm just going to offer that suggestion. So these are just six small ways that you can take action today with literally any problem going on in your life, these six action steps would probably help. And again, there are even more ideas there in that free ebook, Building Your Mom Toolbox. You can find that over at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash tools. A lot more ideas in there, personal worksheets, as well as, of course, going into some good detail around problem solving when you notice that things are just a little bit off track for your family. But I hope these ideas give you um, a little bit of a jumping off point and maybe something to try even this weekend. 
Uh, let's just all start with number four. Give a specific compliment to every family member every day. Do it today, do it tomorrow, and see how you feel. Like just start there. Make it a little bit of an experiment. Have fun with it. And let me close this out today, my friend, with a word of prayer. Holy God, I thank you for every woman listening right now and for her family. And Lord, I pray that you will make us wise women, that you will help us and lead us as we build up our homes and protect us, Lord, from acting or speaking or thinking foolishly and accidentally tearing things down. Lord, I pray that you will give us creativity and courage to to solve the problems that pop up, whether they're normal problems or they feel way out of left field. You know exactly what's going on, and I pray that you will give us the skills that we need and the courage to do it to make the changes that our families need. And I pray all this trusting in your grace and your mercy and your son. Amen. All right, my friends, we are going to wrap up here. Make sure to hop back next week because we will be closing out this month our conversation around Proverbs chapter 14 and being a wise woman building up our homes. Uh, We will be back on Tuesday. And so until then, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.